hello everyone and welcome to the glad to podcast i am lauren romo and i continue my uh podcast with friends as andrea is still on her little vacation a little hiatus she'll be back better than ever so today i have a very special friend with me i'm so excited to talk some star wars with him you guys know him John Hoey from the Resistance Broadcast, from the um, Star Wars News Net site, and a defender, if I believe so, of Connecticut pizza being the best pizza around. <laughs> John Hoey, how you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Laura. I feel like the third one is what I'm most notorious for. <laughs> the Connecticut defender. The Connecticut pizza. <laughs> um, we don't have, look, Connecticut doesn't have much. We get dunked on a lot. <laughs> let me get let me have the pizza like just let me I'll have that one win I'll, I'll give you the pizza although i i from a detroiter i feel like our pizza is the best but that's fair i, I will give connecticut its due <laughs> with the pizza John. I, i'll let you have that one for sure my friend for sure so. you guys have better cars yeah there okay i'll take that i will take that since our sports <laughs> teams are terrible i will take we have good cars I'll hey, take our that sports teams stink too so, <laughs> so, right now we got that we got that in common pal we got that in common. <laughs> i know right but uh before we have some fun today guys if this is your first time listening to us welcome this is the star wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within the galaxy far far away in each episode we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them topics could be movies tv series books comics a specific character you name it and we talk about it so mr john hoey we're gonna have some fun today uh we're gonna talk about fathers of star wars because man there's some uh, literally complex layers when it comes to star wars and yeah. the dads of star wars for sure it's big time it's 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 amazing right i think what star wars has done but i want to tell a, a quick story and when we were talking about it just before we, we we hit record so you and i met at star wars celebration 2019 chicago which i was that your first celebration it was mine yeah, that was my was first yours. one. Yeah, God, what a who! I don't know how I can top that. Like that was probably one of the best events. That was my first like convention of any like any kind. So like that was an amazing experience, uh, and I can't wait to get, to hopefully get to Anaheim and do all that stuff. But yeah, the the story goes, people. This is how I met Mr. John Hoey and James because James was there too. Yep. I, I I walk up to John and James. You know shaking their hand, talking to them. We were exchanging, as as a lot of people did at Celebration, pins and cards and all that stuff. Talking to John and James. And I noticed John and James were kind of looking over my shoulder and then looking at me and then kind of looking over my shoulder. I was like, what's going on? So I go on to turn my head and literally probably walk into a six-foot-tall Darth Vader cosplayer who then I look up to needless to say because I am a shorter person and the Vader mask is staring directly at me I about jumped three feet in the air that's probably not true but I felt like I did and then I look at John and James they're like we were trying to tell you that something was behind you but you were paying attention so that was my introduction to, to John and James at Star Wars Celebration. So, in, God, what an event, though. It, it really was. That was an amazing event. And I, uh, it was, it was an experience, I think. For some reason, it felt like though that particular celebration just felt different for some reason. I don't know about you. Maybe it was because of the Rise of Skywalker and all that. Like, 
it felt different. Like it just felt different for sure. Yeah, I had been in New York Comic Con a few times. That was my first celebration, so I can't necessarily put it up against any previous ones. But from in talking to friends who have been to a bunch, they said just that one was really fun because I think it was a special cocktail of we're saying goodbye to the Skywalker saga, but we're saying hello to the Mandalorian. And it was like just like this this death, this like beautiful death, but also this rebirth in this new era of Star Wars. And plus, I just feel like um, after The Last Jedi, when there was so much, that's when like, you know, I, I always say pre-TLJ, post-TLJ is when fans online um, sort of like started eating each other and, and attacking each other and stuff. And uh, I felt like that celebration was very important serving as a reminder for a lot of people who were fortunate enough to attend those things to remember what it's like to actually be face to face with Star Wars fans um, and and the the little arguments that may happen when you're talking to a stranger online and you're seeing an avatar and a handle and you're not looking at a human being right. in the face. Right. It's you're you you remember that we're all people and we're all on a very short, quick ride on this little blue marble and this is supposed to be fun for everybody no matter whether you like a movie or not. So uh it's just that's why I'm looking forward to twenty twenty two because it's gonna be hopefully uh you know, most of this pandemic stuff's behind us by then. We'll see. Yeah. But just yeah. getting to, to to celebrate this thing again when we were supposed to do that last year, um, you know, so I, I'm really looking forward to uh, 2022. And uh, I'll never forget Chicago being my first, though. Yeah, that Chicago was just, it wasn't amazing. Like, uh, the setup was great. Just everything was just so cool. And it was a, it was an event. And I really, I do too. I think, like, celebration 20 if it was in 2021 i feel like there wouldn't be maybe as much stuff going on just because maybe we would have had that event and like you're saying like when you go to a celebration like it is a different feel man it's just the energy in the building is is great yeah. so yeah, yeah 20, 2022 i can't wait either dude it's it's gonna be a lot of fun like i oh i can't wait cannot wait and i'll say can't wait to see you and Lacey and james and all that stuff but now lauren if you see my eyes go beyond your shoulder, <laughs> you know I now. Know. <laughs> now you know. That's fair. <laughs> to to know something's behind me. I'll give you a oh, little like this, I'll give you the Han Solo signal too. Okay, maybe. there. Okay, that's our secret. That's our secret. Something's behind you. You need to look. So, right. Okay, I, I will write that down <laughs> for for twenty twenty two. Thank you, sir, for looking out for my my well being for sure. <laughs> but. Okay, so let's talk about fathers and Star Wars. I want to talk about kind of obviously with Star Wars in in you. You you are a father. H- has Star Wars changed since you became a father? Like, do you see different scenes now differently? Do you see Star Wars in like a totally different light since you know you became a father? Like, how how has that kind of changed your whole Star Wars perspective? Yeah, I would say how I watch certain scenes has just because I put myself in the shoes of some of the dads now versus how I used to be the Luke or the whoever was the son uh, at the time. Now, sometimes I put myself in Vader's shoes because like, you know, my son, he's three and he, you know, launches something across the living room that almost (laughs) hits our seven month old daughter. And I'm like, Johnny, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I just went a little Vader there for a minute, you know? Um, So I I definitely see, and you know, then on the emotional side of the spectrum, the 
the Han uh, and uh, Kylo Ren in the Rise of Skywalker like destroys me um, from from Hey Kid to because because you know like and that that's maybe a better example because my son sometimes does things he he knows he's not supposed to do but like he can't help himself because that's how toddlers are and you know Kylo Ren was you know sitting there now reformed as ben solo uh scars healed by ray leia reached out to him to stop him and now han the memory of han is the final step and him uh just kind of telling his son like you know you're 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 good and i want to remind you that you're good i i like to i want to make my son know that that he's a good kid and like you can do bad things doesn't mean you're a bad kid so it definitely bleeds into how i view star wars now versus before i had kids now the one thing that i'm curious about is when they get old enough to watch it and hopefully they like it they may not and that's fine i'm not going to force it on them i'll sit them down and give it a shot right right but I'm curious to see how I enjoy it watching them hopefully enjoy it. So that's the next phase. Right now it's me and how I watch it differently as a dad. Um, definitely a little more emotional in some spots and maybe a little more humor in some spots uh, like those examples I gave. But I am excited to, to to hopefully see them experience it for the first time and see it like sort of that through their eyes in a way. Yeah, that that's that will be kind of – I mean, I, I don't have any kids, but – that will that I can only imagine like as a parent and you know you put your you know you love Star Wars as as we all do right and yeah. you kind of want to you know show your your kids that Star Wars man this is what I love I hope you love it too but like right exactly to watch, like to watch like it from their perspective too that that's kind of, that will be a really cool experience I bet to like just maybe see it in like through a kid's view now and like kind of remember how it was when you were a kid and like right. watching Star Wars, you know? Yeah. That, that would be a really, that'll be a cool experience, man. And that'll be a lot of fun. I bet for you, especially yeah. when they get to that age of like being able to understand it, being able to like grasp sure. concepts and all that. Yeah. Cause I remember being five and I think like empire was on like TV on the CBS Fox Saturday afternoon movie or whatever. (laughs) And my, my dad, we had like an 11 inch tube TV in their bedroom and I was sitting on his bed watching it. And he was trying to explain to me who Luke Skywalker was. And he's not a diehard fan, but he, you know, was around when those movies came out in theaters. It was a phenomenon. So he watched them and he understood what it is, but I remember that vividly. And now it's my turn, you know? So it's uh it's the, the the whole generational thing it's it's a beautiful thing and whether you have kids or not you know it's friends you meet along the way it's yes. it's whoever and it and again that comes back to the communal aspect of it you know that we gotta remember really does exist beyond uh social media apps and, and that sort of thing so I, I really embrace that side of things and i'm excited for the future of of the franchise and 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 more of those types of connections with my kids and and uh, new friends that you meet along the way like you and I did you know so yeah. it's very cool right yeah so it is one of those like just franchises that it's so generational like you said and it's so like you do meet people and it it's crazy to think that like when I went to celebration like you know I knew Star Wars was was big but it's like I didn't know it was this big like I didn't realize <laughs> how passionate people are like it it's truly something to see in like the cosplays like that's that's one thing i really took away in chicago was just the beautiful cosplays that some of these like god bless them i don't know how they have the time 
and do like oh amazing and like stuff. shipping their costumes there like it's yeah. a, it's it is dedication and i would be more like i already i get anxious as it is traveling like worrying about like did, did i pack my toothbrush and these people are like <laughs> right. do i have my mando armor i'm like holy cow you know so <laughs> yeah, did i forget my helmet like yeah i tip i tip yeah. my hat to all of them because that also enriches the experience like pointing out you know, oh, that's that Mandalorian or, oh my God, you know, Wilrow Hood. Like, like you're saying, like, I didn't realize how big Star Wars was. We have a character that was on screen for three seconds doing, we don't know what, didn't have a, an official name at the time, didn't have any dialogue. And there's, they do a run of it with like 800 of these people with this Camtono thing. That's all you need to know as Insane. to how big Star Wars is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's so amazing how, like you just said, like the one character that is on screen for a half a second or right. like, like <laughs> boom, everybody's like cosplay. And we, that's our guy. That's, it's that's great. my guy it's, right there. Oh God. It's so star Wars. And I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, But let's, let's talk about, so the fathers of star Wars, you know, like you said, your father yourself, you see star Wars differently now and star Wars, I feel like has really done a, an interesting thing with, with fathers and father figures, right? It's not like really, prototypical stuff sometimes like i think we have our standard and typical like father figures or fathers and then we have the very complex i think father figures in star wars so like when we talk about your your typical dads your typical fathers of star wars like who do you think of in those terms and what does that mean to you in like star wars terms too like a typical star wars dad and then like what Hmm. characters do you envision do you vision that type of character i was thinking you know there's there's more obvious answers to this, I think, and that's fine. But one that definitely stood out to me at the earliest and one that I feel is very relatable to my experience growing up is Uncle Owen uh, Ooh, and his, his yeah. relationship to Luke because he is strict with him um, because he knows what's on the other side of this thing if he lets him kind of get away and and not be grounded so it's kind of very similar to jonathan ken's relationship to clark um and how like understanding the responsibilities although luke didn't know he had powers yet i guess that's the main difference but just humanizing this person who can do either great things or horrible things one day and the responsibility owen had to raise this boy that way and love him like a son, excuse me. And just how tough he was with him, how strict he was with him, but also clearly how much he loved him. I think that is um, like just a, a, a great example of a grounded version of um, a father on a human level. And I'm getting choked up. But I really have a tickle in my throat. You're I'm not good. crying. <laughs> swear to God. I can confirm that, kids. It's not it's not tears. But no, you're totally right. Like he is he's one of those characters that like really does embody like a, a guy that just loves a a a son of his to you know to a to a level of like I was chosen to to protect him. Like, right. I was given. It wasn't just like I need I wanted this. I was chosen by a, a freaking Jedi, by the way, Obi-Wan Kenobi, to watch over this kid and to know, I assume, I think we all can maybe assume as fans, like, he knows who Anakin was. He knows who's who Luke's dad is. Like, 
he knows the situation. Right. Obi Wan probably told him so. Like, yeah, no, that's a great call about Owen and like how he wanted more for Luke, but he knew he had to protect him at the same time. Though, like, it was such a struggle. And- they like Lucas was very smart in subtly dropping the beats of understanding how strict Owen was. Oh, yeah, when Luke is using the binoculars and he's looking lost R2 and he's like, Boy, am I gonna get it? It's like, I know that line because there have been, <laughs> I know exactly that line because those are those nights that I'm out past dusk and I'm playing, you know, manhunt with friends and I should be home. And oh boy, am I gonna get it when I get home? It's very, you know. Leave it to Beaver type of um, humor and stuff, but it's just like you know Owen um, just taking on that responsibility, but also uh, like I said, just making sure Luke stays grounded, humble, hardworking, uh, embracing you know the the best that he can be, uh, even though his surroundings or environment might not be what he's looking for. He's obviously yearning for more, but um, him testing him by saying like you know one more season and Luke you know, pushing back and saying like, I don't want to, my friends just left. And, you know, as a kid and a teenager, you watching those movies, you get that. You want to go to college. You want to go here. You want to go travel. You want to see the world. So we all identified as Luke there. But now me as a dad, I'm like, I respect how Owen uh, raised Luke because maybe without that and that relationship they had, maybe Luke does turn to the dark side or something. So I think Ooh, Owen yeah. doesn't get enough credit and what he did as a dad. So while I'm saying he's a typical dad, he's also a super dad. But I think in in his process of being a dad was pretty typical in my from my experience with my dad. Kind of hard, but I love you. I'm not always going to say I love you, but I do. <laughs> right. In in so many ways, he says it, but without saying it. Right. And 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 I really hope, you know, with the Kenobi series coming out, God, I really hope we get some kind of that inner struggle of Owen and maybe Luke and with, with Kenobi. Oh yeah. And that's going to be some really interesting stuff. I think that, that I think hopefully Kenobi that series will do. And it'd be really fascinating to really pick up on Owen more as a character too. Like that, that's going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you there. Yes. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome. I, for me, I, I, I might go like, so kind of like cliche with my choice, but like Baylor Ghana, like Baylor Ghana is like just, a solid dude who just wanted the best for Leia and raised her literally. I mean, really raised her as his own, very much like Owen. But like, I felt like even Bale had a more sense of like the, the gravity of the situation of like who Leia was, who his, who the dad is like, he knew what was going on. So he knew that Leia was so important that, you know, they, he had to keep her, and protect her as much as he could and you know how he raised her and how he raised her to think like a a a senator and to be like that independent kind of strong female like that was bail you know that that that's all bail and you know yeah i I, I mean it's he he is such a a cool character and obviously you know jimmy schmitz we love i'm a diehard jimmy schmitz fan and me too God, Sons of I, Anarchy, like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Anything he's in, he's so good. Yeah, and so I hope we see him in Andor. Like I think that's a spot that he might pop up. You know, I know obviously. I think so. Rumors. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. There's a lot of obviously, you know, rumors and people are saying that he'll show up, which would it would make sense just because of the timeline and everything. But yeah, I think Baylor Ghana is just that guy that like he 
he was so intelligent as far as like he knew what Leia was and he knew how to raise her because of the situation and he knew that what he could show her was so important in that it would it would go beyond him and like he set up Leia to push what he knew what was right and that the rebellion was the right way and he taught her all that and he taught her how to be this again the strong character that we see throughout the entire saga like that that was Bale and not to say that Baru wasn't part of that too we just know as fans we are just more engraved with the stories of Bale and Leia like we just see that more than than right Brea and Baru both deserve credit too um but you asked me about fathers, so I just want to make that clear. Oh, no, am, right. Oh, no, I did too, right. No, I right. love Baru and her little <laughs> denim jacket. I love everything about her. That's fair. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, and really, though, like in, in more of the canon, it is, obviously, we know Bale, so they, they use Bale, but he, he is probably more of the, the guy that maybe did, because we know, it, like, at the end of Ahsoka's novel, she was there under his table. Like, I mean, it just... yeah you know how important he was to her. And she talks about it in Bloodline. Like, that was her dad. Like, that was her father. Yeah, especially uh, her political leanings, absolutely. Um, How she conducted herself that way. And then at the end of Rogue One, you know, I I would trust her with my life. You know, it's just those those little moments they call it back. So it would be cool to see him again. But uh, yeah, I think that's a a good pick, too, on on the other side. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, Bale, Bale for sure. I think he's just he's such an amazing character, and I hope we do. Like I said, I hope we get him in Andor. I think it'd be, I think it'd be, it'd be awesome. So, like I said, the, I think what Star Wars does well too is that complex fathers and their relationships with their kids too. I mean, obviously, there's some you know cliche ones that we can talk about or whatever. But you know, when when I say that, when I say a complex father figure in Star Wars, like wh- what does that mean to you? And then what what character really pops pops to your mind in Star Wars when when we talk about like complex father father figures? So a bunch. Um, you know, I could pick a Kanan Jarrus. Um, you can say Han Solo, of course, a Vader, but I'm gonna go with one that sort of completes Luke's. Uh, journey into adulthood, and I'm gonna say Obi Wan. Um, that's a good one. That's a good because one. that he's the ying to Owen's yang, and and sort of like he's raising the side of Luke that is the potential of the greatness. Whereas Owen is, just, I want to make sure you're grounded so that you can properly handle that. And I think even though we're going to see, and I I, I am with you. I, I think I think we're gonna see those two butt heads to explain how you go from them nicely and warmingly accepting the baby from Obi-Wan and being like, nice to see you to that wizard's a crazy old man. Stay away from him. (laughs) Right. You know, something we have to see that. So I want to see something go on where Luke gets in trouble and Obi-Wan bails him out and no one thinks he got him in the trouble so that in a new hope we're like now, Oh, I get I get why he doesn't like him. So, but I, I'm going to say Obi Wan for that reason uh, in in helping Luke achieve his the start of his journey. Obviously, he dies, but he still lives on uh, as uh, the spirit of Obi Wan and and passes him on to Yoda. But also the sacrificial acceptance of that role, like you're going to watch over this boy. Like Obi Wan could have went off and. 
you know, tried to find love again or tried to, you know, do something else. But he said, the rest of my days are going to be spent making sure this kid is safe because the galaxy is going to need him. And he wasn't there for him hands on all the time, but he always looked over him. And I think that's an underrated aspect of it. And then obviously once Brew and Owen die, he takes over that mantle for the rest of A New Hope, which takes Luke from farm boy to galactic hero. And in that moment, at, at the very end, when he says, you know, pretty much like any father, you know, son, you can, you can do this. You know, let go. Like, you know, it's not about the machines and stuff. I believe in you. You can do this. That is, it doesn't get more good dad than that. And so I think it's atypical because of how he had to take on that role reluctantly, but also like, I, I feel like he took it because he's like, you know, Yoda, he obviously told me to, but also I owe it to Qui-Gon to get this one right after what happened with Anakin. Um, just the burden that he had to take on for it. So in that way, I see it as atypical, whereas maybe how he helped him get to where he had to go is uh, maybe traditional in a sense, but um, just the whole package of Obi-Wan. So that's why I like, I wanted to bring those two here. Owen being my, you know, typical and, and Obi-Wan my atypical and how they both were the two that uh, from the father side of things helped Luke get to the point where he could eventually face his real father. Right. Right. God, that, Oh, such a good call. And really to, to say that Obi-Wan, you know, obviously in return of the Jedi, we know that, you know, he didn't tell Luke everything. He didn't tell him that Vader was his father. So that whole kind of, you know, not, you know, from a certain point of view, like that, it, it was such a complex type of like situation for him and Luke. And like you're saying, and being that kind of other half of a father figure to Owen and just completing kind of that whole circle. It, yeah, Obi-Wan, man, he is a fascinating character. And I, and I like, I'm so with you. I hope we get the really in depth stuff with Obi-Wan, with Owen, and then even with Obi and Qui-Gon. Like, Oh man, yes. I want. Ooh, I want yes. some of that in Obi Wan. I need that in Kenobi. Like, give me there, that. There's because... no way he's not coming back, Lauren. Like, <laughs> right? A he, 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 a so I, yeah. I said this on TRB. I, I'm calling. I'm calling Liam Neeson out because he's a great actor, but not when it comes to being asked if you're coming back in Star Wars. Because his biggest mistake, in my opinion, was when they asked him. He goes, "They never approached me." I'm like zero chance that That's lies, right? No way. <laughs> at the very, at the very worst, is a situation where you, you were congrat, uh, contractually obligated to do something else. The timing didn't work out. To to say that they never approached you, the guy who's doing, he'll, he'll sign on to do pretty much any movie that exists right now. Uh, no way. I'm calling BS on yeah. on Liam Neeson. So <laughs> I think I I'm I book it all the way. He's showing up in that show and. Hopefully not for for too long. Give us give us enough where it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I don't want it to be like every episode. He's like Dexter's dad. Like, hey, what are we doing now? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be such a. I mean, right. I hundred percent. Like Liam, we get you, but like, come on, buddy. Like you could have came up with a little better lie. Like, oh, they didn't approach me. Come on now. You know, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and all of them were like, Liam, where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? And even if it's just a voice, like maybe he did learn how to become a force ghost like Obi-Wan and all that. And that right. would be cool to explore. But like, 
since it's in the Kenobi series, yeah, give me just the voice of Liam Nielsen talking to you and McGregor. Like that would be yeah. mind blowing stuff. Like I would love that. And again, talk about like a kind of a complex father figure to Obi Wan, Qui Gon. Like whoosh, man, that's a whole different. That's another different kind of like complex situation too. <laughs> yes, two. yeah, and especially when we're getting that book right. that's coming out. Oh God, yeah, that. We'll get more Obi and Qui Gon kids. Oh that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the new book that comes out, I think it was May or June, I can't remember, but that's going to be a very interesting. Yeah, it's around, I think around celebration time. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, maybe they'll have one of those like exclusive covers, which I, oh my God. I don't know if you did that celebration. The, what was, which book was it? There was a book that had like a um, exclusive cover. And I remember getting up at like 4 a.m. to get in line for that damn thing. Like that was just ridiculous. Was it, <laughs> was it Master and Apprentice? Was yes, it? You are, yes. Yes, I'm looking at it now on my shelf. Yes, you are. It was a Master and Apprentice exclusive cover. So, do you want to hear a funny story about that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't get mine because I had my wristband for it and I went over to get it and it was during the allotted time and stuff. But I go over and they're like, we're, we're, we're not giving the books out right now. I'm like, well, I have my wristband. I, I see it over there. I'll give you this. You give me that. You know, let's go. And he's like, no, we're not, we're not, we need this area because people are form in line. I'm like, for what? Claudia Gray signing Master and Apprentice. I'm like, what? I don't even, I'm like, I just want her book, man. So the fact that she was there around the corner at the, at the other table signing, I couldn't get my copy of her book. That's so, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So and there you go. Thanks for John Hoey. <laughs> Thanks, Reed Pop, for setting up the tables that way. Yeah, really, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, good call, Owen and, and Obi-Wan. Those are really good, really good calls for sure. Um, for me, when I when I think of complex, I mean I I'll go very kind of just uh, cliche. It is the the Anakin Vader. Like what I oh, think yeah. George did, I think was such an interesting take. To have him in the first movie be this this villain that we are aware of, right? This this dark and looming guy. And then to go into Empire Strikes Back and then to make him not even just related, but to be the father of our hero. Like, wow. Like, talk about, I think, ever since then, every other franchise was trying to do, like, a moment like that. Like, I, I, I honestly, that was probably one of the, one of the most cinematic events, I think, in movie history, like oh, that, yeah. that, that part, right? Like of Luke finding out Vader was his father, and that was Anakin Skywalker. Like that, that to me was just one of those situations where you're like, man, that's a that's an interesting thing to do for storytelling, and then for even just obviously character alone to make the guy that's going after the, our hero his dad. Like, like that's just that's just mind blowing to me. And then obviously to get, you know, to get the prequels and get to more of Anakin's story and like the tragedy of that. And then obviously we find out within comics and books that like obviously he he knew Luke was alive, you know, and that he was trying to find him. Obviously after he found out who he was from Boba Fett in the comics, like that's just really deep, deep stuff, deep character storytelling. And then you get to Re Return of the Jedi. And then he even, you know, that whole conversation between Luke and Invader of like, you know, I I know you're still in there, Anakin. I know you're my dad. And like just him, him kind of being pulled back and forth. And then obviously him 
thrown over the emperor like that is really some i don't think people really gravitate or understand like the bigotry that move was from george lucas to make a character like that to be connected to a hero of like luke skywalker man and for him to be obviously the the father of not just luke but leia then obviously we find out like man that's just that's just some great storytelling i mean it is I don't know how George, like, I don't know how people don't really, like, understand how genius that really was. And I don't think people talk about it enough, really. Like, they talk about how big of a moment it was and how big of a a surprise. But, like, storytelling-wise, you can't beat that. Like, that's that's George at his peak, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, without question. And and what, what I love about it is how he kind of, um, each step of the way, he put it together that way where you know in a new in a new hope when he wrote that movie before he even started with uh drafts of of empire and the story for empire what obi-wan told luke was true there was this guy darth vader he betrayed and murdered murdered your father and then he's they start with the drafts of of empire and the line was obi-wan killed your father not me and and then and luke is like no you know what we're gonna turn this into a family soap opera and do it this way. Biggest twist, like you just said, in probably movie history or one of. Uh, and then in the third one, they, Leia wasn't... It was supposed to be a love triangle in Empire. That's how they wrote and filmed that movie. Right. Um, and then in the first draft of Jedi, like, you know all this. It's in all the J.W. Rinsler books and everything. Rest in peace. Um, they they like, we're going to make Leia the sister. And it's just now looking back... That was always the case. So anyone who watches the original trilogy now, it's like that's how it, that's how it was. And but back then, you know, people were probably like, "What? Holy! <laughs> like, it's just wild." But you're right. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. Just George at his peak, just on, uh, just beautiful, and and obviously a, a great pick because not just for Star Wars, Lauren. I think you could you could say that's one of the best atypical fathers in movie history. Yeah, you don't, I mean, how how do you see that as a fan, especially back then? Like, I mean, you, we, you know, like you and I, we probably, we read newspapers and stories of people back then, like saying that they didn't believe it. They thought Vader was lying. Like, I can't imagine a, a moment like that nowadays in like Twitter and like social media, like, oh dear Lord, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I can't even. Delete account. Okay. <laughs> Social media is done for me. I'm, I'm yeah. Off, so shoot me I'm a off. text or an email. I'll see you. <laughs> Let me get my flip phone back. Like, can we? Can we yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll Let's see you at celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, just like again, it's kind of like it was a ballsy move by George to be like, I'm gonna make this guy a father, and not just a father, but the father of our hero. And like you said, it was set up to tell that story in a new hope like like you said obi-wan you know he was murdered and betrayed by vader like your father was like okay and then to find out that like oh no the same guy is the same guy vader right. Anakin, man same person like that is that and again that made even obi's and luke's again father kind of father figurely relationship even more complex with that with that conversation in return of the jedi so like yeah you can't you can't beat george's writing i I mean honestly i mean you people can make fun of his his directing or maybe his dialogue whatever you can do that whatever 
storytelling wise and like making and like opening a world like star wars oh yeah you you can't like i i i say he is very much like a a george R. R. martin a tolkien within like you know lord of the rings and game of thrones like building those epic worlds like george was is good at that and i guarantee he's still good at that people like i guarantee that guy is still very very good at what that and you know it would be interesting not to get not to really get on the george tangent but like i can just imagine like him going on the set of like mando and seeing like the volume and we i mean we've read stories of like that's like what he envisioned back in the prequels man like this is what he wanted so like i can't imagine his itch john being like good can i get can i get one episode can i uh, exactly yeah, you know what i'm saying like <laughs> You can't you can't tell me that he has not thought about it. You know, oh, like yeah. he has to have. Like, why do you think he's hanging around Jam Fabrio, John and Dave? Like, oh, on, you kid. know, he's right. sitting there thinking, like, man, if this stuff, <laughs> if this stuff existed when I made those the prequels, the things I really could have done. Right? Holy cow! You know, right. so I, and yeah. again, the technology is technology, and that's cool, but like. I bet you he's still content though too. Yeah, I mean, we say that he probably has an itch, and he probably does. But like, I guarantee he's content too of what he's doing. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he. Yeah, I'm sure he's at peace with things and and that sort of thing. But I I I picture like Favreau showing him how they operate the volume, like how I introduced my dad to like DoorDash. Be like, Dad, <laughs> you know, check check this out. You get KFC without even putting your shoes on, Dad. Check this out. You know, like <laughs> that's what happened to my parents. Like they, uh, they did DoorDash. They finally did DoorDash, and uh, they were just like blown away. They were like, oh, no, we don't have to. Like I'm like, yeah, guys, you can just literally chill out, and they'll come and bring you your food. Like it's yeah, like, it's just like wild times, kids. Yeah, wild. check this out. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, before we before we end the show, I kind of want to have a fun question for us to answer. So, who would be your Star Wars dad if you were in Star Wars? Who would you want to be your father, John Hoey? It's a tough call. There's a lot of good ones. You you, you kind of made um, a nice tie into this before, and I'm going to, and this was my pick, so this works out even better. Um, Qui Gon Jinn, good one. He's He's so cool. He's a Jedi, right? So you already say like, you know, you better not pick on me. My dad's a Jedi. Like, <laughs> all right, you know, so you got that. You got that going for you. you you're not right. getting your lunch money taken. So that's good. Not getting stuffed in any lockers or anything like that. But then also he seems kind of like that dad where if you like get in trouble, he'll like be in the principal's office with you and be like, I'm going to have a stern talking with him. Don't you worry. When we get home, I'm going to set him straight. And then in the car, he's kind of like, you idiot! What did you? Do? I can't believe. You. <laughs> I can see that because because Qui like he likes to he skirts the rules a little bit. He bends the right. rules. He's a little rebellious, so he'd probably give you one of those like you know like little punch on the shoulders, like you knucklehead. I can't believe you did that. I can't. You believe got you caught. Did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel like he'd be like that balance of cool Jedi dad, but also that like yeah, I bend the rules a little, and I get that you're a little punk sometimes, and. uh I think he'd be a pretty pretty cool pops in a galaxy far, far away. That's a good one. Oh, that's a great call. That's a great call, John. Um, for me, you know what? I I gotta go with Kanan Jarrus, man. And here's the reason. Good pick. A, 
he is just like first of all a great character you know he 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 had a lot of fun in his youth so like he understands like you know you go out and party like he was probably like listen i was there i get you <laughs> let's bring it back though a little bit right because <laughs> i love how his character just like i mean again he learned from his past and he is so full of wisdom that's what i love about Canaan is that like his wisdom his knowledge he learned as he grew up right his experiences he wasn't a he oh, wasn't yeah. you know a jedi master you know typical like he didn't go through the council and the academy and all that stuff like he learned it on his own so like i feel that being like that's my dad like yeah this yeah. guy's been through some stuff but he's like the coolest dude ever and like he kind of lets me get away with some things but knows but then like knows when to like like very quiet guy ish too like knows when to like all right stupid like what are you doing like, <laughs> right, exactly bring it back yeah. a little bit don't be so obvious like calm down like i feel like him i feel like kanan and qui-gon would be the best of friends i feel like i think they have a lot of similarities to where like they they that's, would totally that's get along point. yeah i i really do i feel like those two meeting like in a force council <laughs> i think would be really interesting <laughs> they'd be <laughs> the ones rolling their cool. eyes at all the snooty like by the book jedi like oh yeah. god this guy can you believe this guy <laughs> this little green dude god what's, yeah what's he just like now? nudge each other with their elbows just like you believe this guy Okay, now I want someone to do a fanfic of quite got We gotta do that. Yeah. Canaan, like just yeah. Or, or do like kids. do Star Wars Visions, like do a non-canon animated thing like Visions, but give me the buddy cop, Qui-Gon and Kanan <laughs> Jarrus being annoyed with the snooty stuffy Jedi Council. Oh, make it happen. Make it happen in Lucasfilm. Come on. This is a, this is a, perfect, <laughs> a perfect what if. A perfect what if scenario for you guys yeah. to for you guys to do oh god yeah but yeah i gotta go with uh kenny jarris i mean obviously i love rebels too i, I love rebels so much but like his yeah that's a good pick for so sure oh good yeah it's it's so so good so so good well that's it john hoey thank you so much my friend for jumping on i had so much this was a lot of fun talking star wars dads really celebration and all that stuff so yeah thanks for coming on i, I appreciate you so so much Obviously, let the good people know if they don't know where you where they can follow you. Let them know what shows, all that stuff. Give them all your socials, my friend. Well, yeah. Thank you again for uh, having me. This was a, a great time. Uh, you guys are stellar. You guys are fun. Aww, you guys you. always put on a, a good show and, and always uh, are a good reminder out there that uh, Star Wars is a good time. So cheers to you yes. guys. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, so uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, I'm the lead editor over there and senior writer. Uh, the Resistance broadcasts. Uh, it's a Star Wars podcast that is on most uh, audio apps. I believe all of them, hopefully. And uh, we're also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash StarWarsNewsNetVideos. Um, and uh, Twitter at Johnny Hoey. If you're down for dad jokes, uh, angry New York sports tweets, and Star Wars. And uh, I have a movie podcast that me and my best friend Mike started just to reconnect during the pandemic. It's called Just Like the Movies. We just talk about old movies that we liked growing up that aren't Star Wars. So it's a little palate cleanser for me. But uh, I do that just for fun. To You know, it started to just reconnect with, it, with an old friend. And sometimes good things come from that. So that's me. Um, but this was, this was such a good time, Lauren. So uh, I really appreciate that. And, uh, and I look forward to obviously hanging 
at the celebration and of course yeah. you know we'll, we'll talk you know in between them definitely <laughs> okay, we'll, def- <laughs> we'll talk them for sure before then but you're right we'll definitely hang out at celebration uh in anaheim so yes thank you again so so much guys go follow john and all that follow that other podcast he does with his buddy really good stuff awesome stuff ah uh, thanks yeah no no problem my friend so again if you guys like us the galactic podcast if you're new follow us on twitter at the galactic pod we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the big stuff. Give us those five-star rate reviews. Do all the good things for us. Follow me on Twitter at Low Row Knows. If you want some hot Star Wars takes, you won't <laughs> find them from me. <laughs> but, I, but I might. Who knows? I, I sneak some in every now and then, my friend. Once in a while. Once in a while. You got to give the kids a little bit. Little I'll be like, Lauren, I'll DM you. Be like, Lauren, what's going on? What's, what's... <laughs> What's the spice? What's the spice yeah. today? <laughs> All right, guys. Again, hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as me and John did. And as always, may that force be with you. Yeah.